This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time to... Devotion. <laughs> <laughs> sure to jumpstart your day. Got them. We are Matt and Jessica, and we are here with you. And yeah. we're so happy you're here with us. <laughs> Welcome to the show, and we are excited. We've got a lot of great things going on, but let us tell you a little bit about how to get on board with the program. Go to eccc.us or download our podcast or call 321-452-1060 to find out more information about East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath. We also are a church right here in Bavard County. We have four locations and 11 services, and we are continuing to grow and build and move into new places and new opportunities. We're not looking back, and we're, we're going forward. That's right. Me and Jessica co-lead the church. Uh, Pastor Dan has been leading East Coast for uh, really 26, 27, 28 years, yeah. and I've been leading with you, with him, for the last two years. Yes. And so it's, exciting it's just times. exciting times and it's awesome for you to be a part of East Coast. And uh, well, we've got some cool things going on. Talk to them about what we the the coolest thing. The coolest thing. The is current that coolest thing. We are currently building a building in Vieira. So we purchased five acres of land in the middle, the heart of Vieira. It's right at the 95 exit. It's a half a mile from the 95 exit heading west. And thank God for the ocean, because otherwise I would never know what direction I'm heading. I know that the ocean is east, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> I could never live in, like, Kansas. I would be so lost all the time. Side note, we're building a building at the corner of Tavistock and Vieira Boulevard, right behind the Publix there. And there's all these other things being built around it, right next to a school in the middle of a neighborhood. And it's just super exciting. And we've been announcing more and more and more that God is moving, and we are taking steps forward and seeing that come into fruition. You know, we have been portable in Vieira. Era for eight years. We just celebrated our eight-year anniversary, 2-12-20. It has been eight years since we have been setting up and tearing down a church every single week. And in that, it builds an amazing group of people, the character and hard work ethic that it builds in people to be that committed to something. It's a lot of work, but it's so cool to see that the work has paid off, that it's that we're going to be able to actually put roots down and build a building on a place where there has never been anything built before. It's just very exciting all the way around, and I could talk about it all the live long day. That's right. We got another great thing happening is something called Monster Mash. You can go to Monster Mash 2020 to register for this event. That is going to be a lot of fun. It's a men's event that is uh, just crazy cool, and you can see more information on Monster Mash 2020. We'll have about 300 guys or so out there. Last year... um, Frog Bones Gun Range sponsored a team. They came in and actually won, which is cool. You know, a lot of fun. So a lot of different businesses and people from the community are jumping on board with this. You know what, men? I love this event so much because the church can sometimes uh, feel feminine to men, depending on the the feel of the songs or the decor or the you know whatever like yeah, sure. it can it can tend to have that go that route but this shows men that we love men and we want men to be men like we're not yeah. asking you to be anything different than who God has called you to be and you get to come out here and be a man and throw daggers or 
hatchets or man something. Do just, man we're things. Throw man like, stuff. I don't even know what you guys do because there's no women allowed, and I don't want to be there either. So it's very exciting. That's right. And we're going to record a quick uh, video. Actually, uh, we're going to just do something fun. Jessica, tell me I'm, when to start. Uh, three, two, one. All right. Hey, I just want to give you a favorite memory in the last eight years at our Vieira campus. One. These, this memory is just basically three things. I was able to baptize each one of my children. And the last time I uh, baptized my daughter, um, this was just a few months ago, I got to baptize her with you, Jessica. And uh, it's just the culmination to me of us doing ministry together as a family. Uh, one of the, my favorite things of our church is that you were recently ordained and we do ministry together and we lead our church together. And so I just, eight is great and happy eighth anniversary. We love you guys. The end. The yeah. end. We awesome. did it. We're, we're using that for some uh, <laughs> promotional material, so that was fun to do yeah. live on the air. Thanks for joining us But for that's that. actually a real memory. So. Yeah, I know. It's been cool. So it's exciting. You know what's cool, too, is Nehemiah 2, which is the chapter of the Bible we're in today, is all about Nehemiah going back and building. And so we're going to be able to talk a lot more about that as well. But again, download our app. If you have any questions, call 321-452-1060, and we're, we love that you're joining us today. So we're reading Nehemiah 2, and I did not predetermine. Oh, there are 20 verses. How perfect. I will read through 10. All right. I'm going to say to you, read. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was placed before him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now, I had not previously been sad in his presence. So the king said to me, why do you look sad when you're not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart. Then I was very frightened. And I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies desolate and its gates have been consumed by fire? The king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your presence, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, so that I may rebuild it. The king, beside whom the queen was sitting, asked me, how long will your journey take and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and I gave him a definite time for my return. Then I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the provinces beyond the Euphrates River so that they will allow me to pass through until I reach Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, so that he will give me timber to construct beams for the gates of the fortress, which is by the temple, and for the city wall, and for the house which I will occupy. And the king granted me what I asked, for the good hand of my God was upon me. Then I came to the governors of the provinces beyond the Euphrates River and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent officers of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard this, it caused them great displeasure that someone had come to see about the welfare and prosperity of the Israelites. That's right. And so I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on towards the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the walls, the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. Because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or to the priests or nobles or officials or any other who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. 
As I told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me, they replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. But when Sambalat the Hornite, though, excuse me, the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official and the Geshem, the Arab, heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing? They asked. Why are you rebelling against the king? I answered them saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Amen. Amen. So before we get into the building part of it, because I definitely have so much on that, and I know you do too, I want to go back to verse 2. And it said, So the king said to me, Why do you look sad when you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart. And I just started thinking about this term sadness of heart. And when you are heart sick, when you are heartbroken, it is all over your face, not you, but like us as people. Yeah. You know what? Why are you trying to steal my verses? Today, okay? <laughs> we are so on point. So this heart sickness exudes from you within. And when we see people in this state, we should be asking them what's wrong. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw someone at church I hadn't seen in a really long time and I walked up to them and it's just a moment where it's like very brief, like meet and greet, like, how are you? Hey, great to see you move on. But I could tell that this person had sadness of heart. I could see it on their face. And so I just stopped and I took a moment and I said, how are you? And they said, fine. And you know, fine never means fine. So I was like, no, how are you? What's going on? Like, what's, what's up? And they just said, life, just life. And I really didn't have a moment to dig in, nor were they opening up. So all I said, the service was just about to start. And I said, you know what? I am so glad you're here. You are here for a purpose. God has a word for you today. And so I'm just praying that you feel encouraged when you leave here today. So I think when we see people in those moments, I had another thing where I kind of called someone out because they uh, they actually <laughs> admitted they'd been avoiding me. <laughs> they were like, I said, how are you? And fine, totally fine. And then later they were like, I was avoiding you. I'm like, no, really, like I couldn't tell. And so they finally told me the, all these things that were wrong and nothing against me or anything, but I, they finally opened up and shared it with me. And I was able to just say, let's pray about all of that. And so I was able to pray with them, move on. And so sometimes we just need to not gloss past and let people get away with their I'm fine answer. We need to dig in a little bit and find out what's going on. Like the king did. He's like, what's up with you? You're not sick. What's wrong with you? Uh, that's so good. I had the same things, actually. I had more <laughs> on the heart and the face and the countenance of a person yeah. than anything else. I know we're building a building right now, and this is one of the best chapters in the whole, all of the Bible, yeah. you know, about that. But actually, I I thought the same thing. You know, the Bible says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. And there are things that enter our heart that oftentimes really mess with our countenance Mm -hmm. and they mess with our attitude. They mess with our confidence. They mess with our ability to really just flow in peace and joy. And I just begin to think about some of those things that enter into our heart and then some of the ways that we can get rid of them. And so uh, I'm just, I'll start with this one. When somebody hurts us, they do something hurtful and uh, we don't know, we, we, I don't know what it is, but let's just pick something that was hurtful. What enters into our heart is our hurt. And if we don't handle that hurt properly, what ends up happening is that develops into a wound and it develops into a bitterness and we begin to be bitter towards a person. Mm -hmm. And so when the bitterness begins to develop, then the Bible says like when bitterness comes in, when there's like a root of bitterness or envy or strife, all these other little evil things start mounting in us Mm -hmm. and we begin to judge uh, we begin to judge others. We yeah. begin to, and we begin to filter almost every other word that comes into our life 
through yeah. that wound. The wound becomes a filter in our heart to the to other people's words that are not necessarily hurtful. They may be hurtful, but they may not be hurtful. Right. And it really disables our ability to actually deal with people because, oh, well, yeah, you looked at, you gave me a dirty look, so you probably hate me too. Yeah. But they might have gave you a dirty look because they had a stomach ache right. or some other thought in their mind. Yeah. And they weren't thinking about you. And so how you get out, get bitterness out is through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is this. I'll tell you what forgiveness is not first. Forgiveness is not saying what they did was okay. If you ask somebody, why won't you forgive? Oftentimes it, they might say this because it hurts too much. Mm-hmm. Why does it hurt? Because you think you're saying what they did was okay. Right. And it's, it wasn't okay. You're not forgiving them because, oh, it was fine. It was okay. No big deal. It was a big deal. Forgiveness is not that. Forgiveness is also not reconciliation with that person. You might say, well, I don't want to forgive them because I don't want them back in my life. They just keep hurting me. Mm -hmm. Well, forgiveness is not reconciling with them. The Bible says that if at all possible, like live Live at at peace, peace. which depends on you. Mm -hmm. Now, if it doesn't depend on you and it depends on them, there's nothing you can do about that. And there are oftentimes great boundaries to have around your life with people that are hurtful. And so what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is releasing somebody of their debt. When you look at Jesus' teaching on forgiveness, he talks about debt a lot. So somebody owes you. They hurt you. They owe you. What do they owe you? We can barely even put that into words, but we might say, well, they owe me an apology. Mm -hmm. They owe me the recognition that they did me wrong. They owe me something, right? right? And so from that, You say, they do not owe me anything anymore. I am not looking for them to repay me. I am going to allow the Lord to repay me for what they've taken from me, Mm -hmm. what they've hurt me. So I will not expect them anymore to repay me. I release them of that debt. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not even inviting them back into my life if that's relevant to the, the hurt. But I am going to allow the Lord to repay me. And when you do that, your heart receives healing and your face, your countenance Mm -hmm. comes back and your attitude is lifted and the joy and the peace, you begin to flow in all of those things. Because if not, you have issues in your heart, all of life flows from the heart. Yep. Your whole life will be affected. That's so good. I think a proper understanding of forgiveness is like one of the most important things we can learn in our lives because we have to pretty much utilize it almost every day yeah. of our lives, this practice of forgiveness. Uh, do you want to go? Do you have another direction you want to go? Or you want me to keep going? Keep going. Well, verse four was probably one of your verses too. When the king said to me, what do you request? And in that moment, it says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. And I would love to have known how much time was in that span. Mm. You know, was he able to say, Hey, King, thanks for asking. I'll be right back. I'm going to go into my prayer closet, you know, or was it like in that moment he prayed in his mind to the God of heaven and God immediately downloaded what he needed? Or had he been praying about this so much already that he knew in that moment when he just prayed and said, God, is this the moment? You know, like, was he prepared? And I just had so many thoughts about that. But the bottom line is that he stopped and prayed and he didn't rely on his own understanding. And he didn't stay in that fear because it does say he was frightened when the king noticed his sadness of heart. He was frightened. But then in that moment when the king was like, well, what do you request? Like, what this is what's wrong. Like, what can I do for you? He knew instantly what to say because he tapped in to heaven. And I think what I mean, we need to do that 
in all things. Well, I will say he was actually praying in the chapter before. So he, I believe it's everything he said. Yeah. That he had pre-prayed pre, pre instead of prepaid. <laughs> right. And he probably prayed in that moment. He's yeah. like, all right, Lord, this is it. This is okay. it. Okay. Help me. And I think that's really important truth is that we need to prepare our lives with prayer. Yep. We also need times of reflection and just times of thinking. And through prayer, you can get all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, not only do you get a conversation with the Lord, but you should also get time to think and time to let God speak to you and time to dwell. And I think that's one of the, the modern day problems that we have. And even why we get our heart all jacked up is because we're not thinking as much as we should be. Mm-hmm. Like we're not listening as much as we should be. Opportunities to listen. We could be on our phone, you know, texting people or yeah. whatever opportunity to spend time with our family. We're over there, uh, you know, pumping through Facebook like it's got something to offer, Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever the popular thing is in the moment, you know, instead of actually taking some of those times to be present in the moment, see what we're doing, what can we learn, how can we grow? And then when you hear a great word, like when I I hear great messages preached and oftentimes I don't actually go and think about them. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when Nehemiah did that, he was prepared and in that moment, he was able to go, all right, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Yep. And then that's a doubling effect where you can even go back to some of the things that God has shared with you uh, in those great moments. And so I would just, I mean, I'm so guilty of, of just never shutting it down, mm-hmm. like 24-7 all day. But I, I'll tell you this right now, you can't live that way. Nope. Like eventually It'll you will, up. it will catch up to you. <laughs> yeah. And I've put in my life, and I am trying so much harder in the days that I live now to have the moments of reflection. I schedule in my week uh, several hour blocks where I can't do an appointment. I can't you know, do anything but study the Bible mm-hmm. to preach. And I, I take those times. There's a lot of space in those times. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of air in those times. A great poem that we read recently do you remember that? Yeah, the, line, the fire. The fire. The space. So it's the fire needs air and fuel. fuel and Air and heat. fuel. Yep. And so the space between the logs, the, a fire won't burn if everything's crammed in together. It actually has to have air between the logs. And the space between is what provides the fuel to keep it going. And so that's what you're talking about by, by putting in your time and your schedule, scheduling in moments of nothing. You know, like let's schedule nothing. And so that God can fill this time and we can be filled up. And not only that, um, not just scheduling nothing, but actually doing what you're doing in the moment versus pressing into some other thing that's out there um, in the future. Yeah. Uh, You know, one of the reasons why people deal with depression and anxiety is because they're not living in the moment. Mm -hmm. They're humans in general think uh, about 60 to 70% of the time outside of the moment. Mm. And there are certain things that drive us to think outside of the moment. Um, one of those things is work and the access to technology that we have uh, with our cell phones. So we can be texting and emailing work things while we're supposed to be resting at bedtime, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Another thing is social media. Social media is one of the number one 
uh, causes of dissatisfaction in our lives because we go there to find satisfaction. We go there to find entertainment. We go there to do that, and we're missing the satisfaction and the opportunities and the entertainment that is right in front of our very eyes in the moment of time that we're in. And it becomes somewhat of an addiction. And here's the problem. When you've got good things going on and you go to social media, you feel great. But when you go there to find some kind of fulfillment, 100% guaranteed, you're going to feel bad about yourself. I think that goes along with identity. And actually in verse 8, it says that he was asking for all these things. He was asking for letters to get through the provinces. And he was asking for a letter so he can get free timber. And he was asking for all these things. And God, or the king was saying yes to give it to him. And it says, the king granted me what I asked for. The good hand of my God was upon me. And I just thought, Nehemiah knows his identity. He knows who he is. He's not going to social media or Facebook or work emails or texts or any of those other things to tell him who he is. He knew the purpose that God had in his life. He knew the good hand of God was upon him. And I just asked myself the question, what would I do? What kind of confidence and authority would I walk in in every situation that I walk in if I would just recognize that the good hand of God was upon me? Like what doors would I expect to open? What things would I expect God to do? So... I think identity is huge. How, I want to think about this is how many opportunities do we miss when we are distracted? Endless. Like literally when we are in a meeting and we jump on our phone mm-hmm. or our kids say something mm-hmm. and we're up on our phone or whatever and we're on our phone, we miss literally opportunities. Imagine if Nehemiah, as he was serving the Lord, serving the king rather, and he gave him his wine. And he went over in the corner and just jumped on his phone. Mm -hmm. And he was just standing there on his phone. And the king looks over at him and is like, eh, whatever. He's distracted. I'm not talking to him. He's not paying attention. Yeah, because you don't want to engage people who are in that moment. Oh, no. You want to slap them. Yep. I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure people want to slap me. (laughs) Maybe. We want to slap ourselves. (laughs) And how many times do I have to say with one of my kids, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Yeah. What'd you say? Let me put my phone down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very, very relevant thing to our heart, and we have to monitor and decide how much time will I spend on that device. Yep. There are good things that come from our phones, and there are good things that come from social media, and there are good things that come from friendships and the things that we develop and the way that we're able to share our lives. There are those good things, but there are also very dark things. There mm-hmm. are things that will mess you up, and so I would really just encourage you to uh, examine that in your own life. Another thing I want to share about a heart issue that you could deal with is when you compare. When you compare yourself to other people, uh, you, your countenance will drop. And I will go back to, and I hate to do this on everybody, but many times social media forces us into comparisons and we're like, my life stinks compared to your life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you're looking at their trophies, you know, right. you're looking at their best moments and their edited moments and their best pictures and their calculated, all these things. And your brain tricks you oftentimes into thinking, I've got to have that life. I've got to have that look. I've got to have that to be important and mm-hmm. to be happy. Even though your better mind knows that this is just fa- face reality, you know, fake rather reality, your, your, your brain will also trick you into thinking this is real life and it will bring a sense of dissatisfaction. Yeah. And uh, I just I think it's so important that we take care of our heart. I agree. 
in verse 11, it says he that Nehemiah arrived to the city, and it says he didn't just dive into the work. He actually waited three days and rested, and probably took some time to assess the situation. And I think we just need to remember that in, for big decisions, and even small decisions, and really when we're coming out or in a tough season, like maybe it's just been we've been going, 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 or it's been a painful season, or something is going on in our lives. When we are making decisions, we need to be self-aware enough to know that we need to rest we don't mm-hmm. need to make decisions just because we feel mm-hmm. a certain way. Wait three days. Yeah. Do what you Nehemiah did. You break habits sometimes. Yep. You just got to wait and rest and ask the Lord, what should I do before I respond to this? Even say you get a text that's that riles you up. Just wait. <sighs> oh my like goodness. don't answer oh right away. Goodness. Just give yourself permission to wait. Yeah. Just do it. It'll, I need to it'll, remind myself It'll save that. yourself a world of hurt. So take that. Think about that. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi, everyone. Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. You know, Nehemiah is an incredible story of God rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. We've actually been to Jerusalem. We've seen the walls. Uh, We've seen them. They were destroyed again and then rebuilt. Mm -hmm. God is faithful to build up what he 
uh, wants built. And yeah. we're about to build a church. And so I just wanted to read by reading Nehemiah. I wanted to actually pray on morning breath and just saying, would everyone join with me and just believing God for what we're going to do and what God's going to do through each one of us. Lord, we just come to you right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask for your blessing on people. God, we thank you for sending us the right people to help us build the church. And we thank you that you already have sent people along the way, but you've got others reserved and, and waiting. Um, Lord, and I thank you that within people, there are all the resources and so that you would bless every single person that's going to be involved with this, that's going to help fund this and all the things that it's going to take to make it happen, that you bless the people that are going to actually work on it. And ultimately, Lord, you're building this to bless our community. You're Mm -hmm. building this to bless your people. Lord, you're building this to build a life-giving church that will last, a church where people can come into and uh, feel like they can belong before they understand everything and that they can get impacted by the love of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for doing that and that it will radically change our communities here in Bavard County. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.